by far and away the most squandered opportunity in business presentation and speeches is the opening. Hey, can you guys hear me back there? I apologize up front for my voice. My allergies kick in this time of year. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Hey, look, my friend Jimmy's in the back. How you doing today, Jimmy? Open like that and the rest of your speech is a waste of time. Nobody will be paying attention. They'll be on their phones or forming to-do lists in their minds. Even with benign openings like, Thank you, Samantha, for that warm introduction. Or, It's great to be here with you today. Hello, my name is so-and-so. With openings like that, you still risk losing your audience. The first thing a speaker needs to do is grab the audience by the forelock. Greetings and welcome to an Odyssey Oratory. I'm your grateful host, Dan Riley. Having listened to literally thousands of business presentations and speeches, I can tell you this. Most people blow their opening. The speaker's opening is the first and best chance to capture the audience's attention. And too many waste these precious seconds with banal pleasantries, apologies for this or that, microphone and sound checks, or just a little chit-chat if they were talking to a neighbor over the backyard fence. No, no! Grab your audience by the forelock. And today, I'm going to tell you just how to do that. Give or take, there are about 10 effective ways to open a speech. Here they are in no particular order. Number one, rhetorical or literal question. The speech starts by asking the audience a question. Number two, a quotation. I'll speak more about these in a minute. Number three, state a startling fact or statistic. Number four, audience participation. Can I see a show of hands of who took public transportation here today? Number five, silence, opening with a long pause. What I'm talking about here is a long, dramatic pause. As an aside, a speaker should never begin their speech until the audience is quiet. And for God's sake, they should not be the one asking the audience to be quiet by saying something like, uh, can I get everybody's attention? If there's no MC, a speaker should just stand there in silence. The audience will police themselves and become quiet in no time. Back to the list. Number six, tell a joke or some kind of humor. My least favorite, by the way. Number seven, use a prop. Steve Jobs would hold up his latest gadget as he opened his speech. Number eight, provocative statement. Here's an example. Sadly, in the next 18 minutes while I'm speaking, four Americans that are alive now will be dead from the food they eat. Number nine, share a current event. And the last one, number 10, tell a story. Most seasoned speakers will open with one of these 10 templates or some variation, combination, or derivative of them. Of these 10, here are the five that I have found to be the most effective. I'll start with number five, quotations. Opening with a quotation can be very effective, but it has a few pitfalls. For the quote to work, the speaker needs to be very familiar with it, as an audience will always sense whether the quotation genuinely touches the speaker or was the product of a Google search. An accurate attribution should be given. I used to use this quote for many years. 
Winning isn't everything, it's the only thing, and attribute it to Vince Lombardi. Well, he may have said it, but it was Red Sanders, the former UCLA coach, who originated it and said it long before Lombardi did. And it is not enough just for a quote to be witty or inspirational. It must have a strong and obvious tie to the central theme of the speech. Number four, provocative statement. The one I mentioned earlier is a great example. When the speaker told his audience that four Americans will die from their diet in just the amount of time it takes him to give the speech. This opening is especially effective when the facts of the subject matter seem obvious, but they are not. Number three, a startling fact or statistic. This is similar to a provocative statement. And this opening is used best when the startling fact or statistic the speaker uses is one that startled them when they were researching their speech. Here's a takeaway for you. What affects, impacts, or moves the speaker will always impact the audience as well. Audiences always feel a speaker's emotion. And number two, ask a rhetorical or literal question. This is a popular opening because it has many applications and options. The speaker can ask a question, then answer it themselves. Did you know that only one demographic realistically needs to concern themselves with being bit by a rattlesnake while hiking? That would be drunk males between the age of 18 and 35 who are provoking the snake. The question can be answered during the opening Right after it's asked, and right after it's asked, or during the body of the speech. Other applications of this opening are the what if and imagine questions. What if humans were incapable of lying? Imagine for a second, if you will, you are alone on a deserted island. And number one, the most effective opening is to tell a story. This attention grabber has lots of versatility. Most inexperienced speakers don't quite grasp how much versatility there is in storytelling. They believe all stories are three-minute affairs that start out with once upon a time. No, no. Many good speakers open with one or two sentence stories. My grandfather used to tell me that the man who beats his horse will soon be walking. Why don't, why don't you trust me, she texts, and then sent it to both guys. He stared at it as it slowly burned his fingers, but that was only after it had burned his marriage, his future, and his lungs. Of course, these are popular little stories, and I use them only as examples to demonstrate the structure. Little vignettes like these exist all around us. They're all over our world, our home life, our neighborhoods, our workplaces. We just need to look for them. And when it comes to one or two sentence stories, don't be overly concerned with the beginning, middle, end format. If the moral is clear, as it is in those examples we just, I just gave you, we've got ourselves a story. While opening with a story is usually the best hook, it is also the most challenging and the riskiest of the openings. If the speaker is nervous and starts with a traditional one or two minute story and fumbles it by forgetting parts or their timing is off when delivering the climax of the story, it can be tough to recover and redeem the speech. This is why professional speakers all have signature stories that they've told a zillion times. 
Speakers can gain experience by telling stories in the body of their speech before using them for openings. And no presenter should ever tell a story in any part of their speech unless they are 100% committed to it. Have you ever seen a golfer whose next shot is over water and can't commit to a club? When they finally select one, invariably, they hit the ball into the water. If the speaker's attitude is, ah, I'm not sure this story will work. Uh, Will our CEO like it? Is, Is it appropriate? Tell an uncommitted story and you will most assuredly end up in the water. Lastly, the story needs to be obviously relevant to the speech topic. How many times have we heard, that was a cute story, but what the hell did that have to do with the price of tea in China? While in an academic sense, I have found these five openings to be the most successful in the real world, it will usually be a blend of two or more of these with loads of nuance that are most effective. So don't be rigid in your selection. Industry or company cultures, senior leadership preferences, and the strengths of the speaker all play roles when selecting how to open a speech. The opening will also depend on what type of speech you're giving and the makeup of the audience. If you are talking to a group of type A alpha business executives, you'd probably opt to open with a startling statistics. Or if talking to a group of kindergarten teachers, you might open with one of Aesop's fables. Now here's a counterintuitive thought. I'm going to contradict what I just said. Just maybe our kindergarten teachers would perk up if you told them a startling statistic about the extraordinary activity that takes place in the right hemisphere of six-year-old brains compared to those of 15-year-old brains. Or the business executives might look up from their phones if you opened your speech telling them that their business model was killing the goose that lays the golden eggs. Just as in quantum physics, where electrons can be both particles and waves, the beauty of public speaking is that it can be both a science and an art, or a combination of both. Okay, my last point regarding openings. I would not, I would not recommend settling on an opening until the speech is almost completely crafted. By then, you know exactly where you're going to take the audience. This gives you the opportunity to start the speech at a place that sets up and all but ensures a dynamic close. Many speakers craft their openings and closing as a single mini-speech unto itself. Then they deliver the first half as the opening and the second half as the closing. Recently, I was asked to give a quick talk to some newcomers to public speaking. I selected as my speech topic how underutilized the pause is with beginning speakers. I opened with a Zen koan, a startling fact. A Zen master once told me that it was the space between the bars that holds the tiger. Of course, I paused for a few seconds, then proceeded to give my speech on the importance of the pause. I closed my speech by taking the opening full circle and telling the audience that I believe It is the silence between the words that makes the speech. Long ago, I settled on this simple litmus test for speech openings. Will this opening grab my audience by the forelock? As for today and my part, that's all there is. 
If you are listening and found this message useful, please consider following me on your podcasting hosting site. Or if watching on YouTube, please consider subscribing. This is Dan Riley taking you on an odyssey into oratory. Until next time, throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. We're on the move.